Welcome to No Life Till Metallica podcast, where I talk about nothing but Metallica. I will be talking about the history, the the music, the band. I am back, and I am ready to start this show again. I've been gone. I've been dealing with some issues, but I really want to get back into it. Last time I made this show, it I don't think it went too well because I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't confident, but now I am. And with a lot of Metallica happening with SNM2 coming out this this next week and with um with the Metallica's doing a drive-in theater show. Uh, I, 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 I'm just excited. I'm excited for Metallica. This is what I love about Metallica. My name is Caleb Stoughton. I am your host. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Thrashmaster81. But this whole year has proven why Metallica is the best. Because, okay, so we all know that James, he went, you know, they they kind of had a little bit of a crash at the, at the end of last year. They were supposed to continue the worldwide tour. They were supposed to go on until um, the worldwide, worldwide tour was supposed to continue on until late next year. But... But things happened, and things got canceled, and so, you know, I just watched a video of of Jane of of the guys back in back at HQ, and it is amazing to hear them playing again, and hearing James James sing. It has been a it's 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 it's. It's almost like they went through a Saint Anger phase and now they're back. And they're and they're back and they're better than ever. And this is why I love Metallica because they always keep the show going no matter what. With them with them um giving us Metallica Mondays and you know Lars, you know, they're Lars, you know him him um you know getting that all set up and then with SNM2 coming out and this you know here where I live we have the Starlight Drive-In Theater and they're going to be doing a live sh- well I don't know if it's going to be a live show but it's going to be a big big screen show and it's going to be kick ass unfortunately I can't go because I can't afford the tickets but I'm just excited. Metallica is everywhere, everywhere, and yeah, I'm I, I'm excited. I'm ready to get back to to watching Metallica Mondays. Um, I I don't have I I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna try to maybe record uh, live shows like I did before, but everything's gonna be done from my phone. So. What I want to talk about 
on this show is I want to talk about the history. I want to talk about uh, each of the band members, how they're doing, where they came from. Um, I want to talk, you know, I'm going to talk about the albums, the music, everything. You know, I really want this show to kick off because I love Metallica. I can talk about them all day long. And so with this podcast, I do have another podcast that I'm that I don't know if I want to continue or not. Um, I am dealing with mental illness and mental issues. So I am trying to make a podcast that talks about mental illness and try try to get that out there. So that's in the works. But I really want to focus on uh, No Life to Metallica podcast. And because I, you know, I, I'm excited. Um, you know, this whole year, this, this, these past two years have just been Metallica's, you know, just everything, you know, everything that they've done, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I'm just ever, s- okay, so a little background about myself, how I got into Metallica, um, I remember, I don't remember how old I was, I think I was around 10 or 12, and I didn't really know what genre of music I was into. A lot of my friends from school, they were into hip-hop and rap, and I remember they would try to have rap battles in the hallways, and and I tried to get into that, and, you know, I just couldn't really find and find what, what I wanted to listen to, and, um... I remember my dad and I, uh, my dad, he used to travel, travel for his job. And so in the summertime, when school, when school was out, I would, I would travel with him. And I remember he had the S&M album. And, um, I remember when I was younger, um, you know, I would hear Inner Sandman and, you know, just, just some Metallica, but, you know, I was like five or six. I, I didn't know who they were. And then, um. When I, uh, when I first heard the S&M album, I was hooked right away. I loved it. And then, and then I, I didn't know how big Metallica was. You know, I thought, you know, you know, I, my dad, he gave, uh, he had a copy of the Black Album. And, um. Uh, I remember when I was when I was younger growing up, I didn't have an Xbox, I didn't have a TV or none of that. I had a radio. I had I had an alarm clock radio. Well, excuse me. I I no, my yeah, I had a uh when I was uh I've always been uh I had this West Coast Choppers boombox and um had that for the longest time. And I started listening to uh, the Wichita Rock Station T ninety five, and uh, you know, so and they play everything. You know, they play any, anything, anything from old to new to new rock and roll, heavy metal. Um, I listened to that for many years, and I still do. Um, but yeah, I remember listening to that S and M album, and. I was I was hooked right away, and then I got the black album, and yeah, I I had no you know I, I me I thought that that black album was like their only album, and then 
later on, as I got older, I started, you know, um, T95, they used to do, it was called Mandatory Metallica. It was, uh, they played it uh, two tracks back to back at 10 o'clock every day on the weekdays. And I started hearing like younger versions of them and more of them. And I was like, whoa. And then I started doing research on them. I started looking them up and I didn't realize that they were, they were a lot bigger than I thought. And, uh, you know, you know, we, um, I remember we lived on a farm and a lot of, a lot of my friends, they were, con you know, uh, we, we moved to Hutchin, uh, we lived in Wichita and then, uh, we moved to, to Hutchinson back to the farm my dad grew up on. And a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of my classmates, um, they were into country or rap or, and, um, I found one, uh, a buddy of, uh, an old buddy of mine, he loved Led Zeppelin and ACDC and he was big into Metallica and, and, uh, so I remember we would try to jam out and, um, I remember I always wanted a guitar. I always wanted my own guitar. So <laughs> I remember I, for one of my birthdays, I, uh, I, um, I had some money and <laughs> I went to Walmart. I didn't go to guitar shop. I went to Walmart and, you know, they had the first act, uh, electric guitars and, you know, basic, simple, you know, guitars. And so I bought one. I remember it was black and, um, I bought it. My dad gave me a little 12, 12 watt or 12 volt amp. And, um, I started to go, you know, I started fiddling with it and, you know, it's, it's been years since I've touched, touched a guitar and, um, I tried to learn how to play, you know, I, I remember going on YouTube and looking up how to play like um like the first uh first chord of uh Smoke on the Water and then Iron Man and you know I, I learned how to you know a little bit of Inner Sandman but I never really learned how to play full songs. Um it was a lot compli more complicated than I thought. But um but yeah, it, it, I, 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 so then I started listening to more Metallica. And, you know, as, you know, going through the years, you know, listening to um, Ride the Lightning and Seek and Destroy and, and, um, Master of Puppets. And, um, I remember, yeah, well, but yeah, I remember whenever I got home, you know, I would just go straight to my room. And I would, I, and I would just turn the radio on, and I would listen to T ninety five, and you know they played everything from Led Zeppelin and you know just a lot of the uh, old classic eighties and seventies eighties. Um, just so, so I got to really know. I'm, um, and then uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing uh, Symphony of Destruction from Megadeth all the time and and I didn't you know you know I I was I was like they sound very familiar like 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 a wannabe like I, I honestly that they sound like a wannabe version of Metallica and then that's when I learned oh well okay well Megadeth is like a <laughs> 
Megadeth is like an arch enemy of Metallica. I learned all about Dave Mustaine and um, what happened there. And then um, I read this book called Enter um, Night. I got it from, surprisingly, I found it at my school's library. Because, and um, I remember I read through it. And it talked all about the beginning of Metallica. It talked about um, it talked about when Ron McGovney was was there, and Dave Mustaine. And it talks about a lot of the history of Metallica. It goes all the way. Um, and uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Um, I guess uh, uh, I guess he was part of that. Um, helping them um, write it and just talking about how they, um, you know, talking about how they created Thrash. See, for the longest time, I didn't know what Thrash was. And, you know, I just always uh, labeled Metallica as heavy metal. And um, whenever I heard Thrash, I didn't like it because, because it sounded like trash. And then, and then when I, you know, did a little bit more research... You know, I learned that, oh, well, they created this thrash. And thrash is supposed to be, thrash was a uh, brand new genre of fast, heavy, fast, heavy riffs. And um, so then I learned to adapt to it and uh, accept it. And, um, you know, Metallica has always been that band, you know. I've never really... I mean, I mean, I love other bands, you know, my, for the longest time, my favorite band was, of course, my, you know, Metall my, my, my top four were Metallica, Megadeth, Godsmack, and Rob Zombie, because those were, like, the only bands I really knew, and, um, and then I started getting more, and then I learned about the Big Four, about how, uh, the Big Four came from, it's Metallica, Megadeth, uh, Slayer and Anthrax, and so that's when I, you know, you know, I, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, I'm into all kinds of different music, different genres, different this. I'm, 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 I'm very classic old school. I love heavy. I love the old school heavy metal, Black Sabbath, and you know, listening to Metallica. You know, I, um. Listening to Metallica, you know, it was just, it was a life changer. And, you know, I've been obsessed with them ever since. Like, I don't think I'm, I think I'm, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm as obsessed with any other band. And, you know, they've, they're the ones that whenever I'm having a bad day and life is just hitting me in the gut, I just put on Metallica and... And, you know, whether it's old stuff, new stuff, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I'm not, a, I mean, I understand why some people, you know, you know, every, every big group's going to have their haters. Everyone's going to have their criticism and, you know, talking about how, you know, their first four albums were the best. And then, and then after the black album, they just kind of lost it and, you know, every, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how big you are, 
or how successful, everyone has their ups and downs. Everyone has their, you know, moments of crashing. And sometimes, sometimes that's what they need. You know, with Metallica, they're, you know, you know, for from 1983, when they released the first album, till about, you know, after Master of Puppets, you know, in that time area, that's 1983, 84, 85, 86, you know, that's like a three or four year time span right there. They were, they were, they were zooming up, up the ladder fast. And, um, you know, the first time they actually, first time they crashed was when, uh, Cliff Burton, uh, his passing, you know, that was, that was a little bit of them kind of crashing the first time because they were big, they were going and then, and then out of and then out of nowhere their their best friend is just gone you know that's and then um and then they get picked it back up with uh with uh, Jason Newstead which i mean he's good i mean i mean i, I mean I, i'm not going to say that i don't like him but i mean i don't think he's the best i mean that's just my opinion but i mean i Honestly, I feel like he was more of a fanboy, and he really tried to play manager and bass player at the same time, and it just didn't work out. And you know, he had he had other plans, and Metallica's Metallica's very very raw. Well, let me. I mean, yeah, they're very raw. They're very original. You know, they don't like to have too much too much. You know, they, they like to have their their own control. You know, this is their band. They created it. This is, you know, this is... And so, you know, when Jason left, you know, it was, it, it was a big shocker for them. You know, they were actually surprised. And then I, I remember watching... Uh, uh, I remember watching the... Uh, the uh sorry um some kind of some kind of monster the uh, documentary and it was you know after he left the band i think they went to go do a gig and and he, and he was pissed off about it he was like you guys didn't invite me on it well you well he quit you know you you walked out and so, I mean, for the longest time, you, you know, uh, Bob, during the St. Anger era, uh, Bob Rock, their their manager and their producer, was the bass player for that. And I think he did a kick-ass job. And that's where, you know, St. Anger was Metallica's... I feel like I feel like it was kind of the way of venting. You know, a lot of people say that, oh, there's too much snare, there's this, there's that, it's too loud, it's too noisy. It's t there's no such thing. Okay, it's heavy metal, it's thrash, it's supposed to be loud, it's supposed to be noisy. You know, you know, that was their second time crashing. You know, with James going into rehab and with his alcoholism and you know, it was it was a bad deal. And people just need to understand that that album right there was was hard. 
you know, you know, I mean, the black, I mean, um, I remember I used to have the, uh, also, I used to have the, uh, it's called the classic album, or the, yeah, classic albums, and, um, it was the, uh, it was about the black album, it was a VH1 special, and, um, you know, in the black album was probably the hardest album that they, that they made, because it was, it was, it, it was, it, it changed them, it, you know, instead of having these long intros, and long songs, and, you know, it was, you know, the songs were short and quick, but they were heavy and fast, you know, especially with Inner Sandman, you know, I, you know, I, I you know, people say that Inner Sandman's way overplayed, and, you know, I, I just can't find anything to criticize him about. I mean, yeah, Lulu, I'm not really a big fan of. I mean, I guess if, if there's any album I'm not a big fan of is uh, Lulu because of Lou Reed. But, I mean, but I mean, it, it was, it's still a kick-ass album. I mean, you know, it's still Metallica. So, but, but yeah, the Saint Anger, you know... And then with the whole Napster deal, you know, people people need to get over it. People need to move on and quit quit judging them by their past, okay? Because no one else stood up against Napster. I understand that they were rip, you know, they were selling selling artists' music for free. It wasn't just Metallica; it was a bunch of other, you know. Uh, I remember James talking about Dr. Dre was one of them. And, uh, you know, he was trying to get him on board with it. And he was like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. You know, you know, I would, you know, a lot, uh, everyone was afraid to lose their, to lose their career. And, you know, Lars was the only one that stood up. And, 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 you know, they got a lot of hate for it. But it's, you know, it's it, people were pissed off because because they they couldn't download their music for free, and you know, I mean, nowadays, I mean, we can because of the times, but you know, at the time, you know, the, you know, they were used to selling records and and tapes, and you know, you know, that's you know, a lot of recording studios are actually going bankrupt because because. You you know instead of hiring a producer in a recording studio, you can just record everything from from your home. You can turn a basement into a recording studio, and so you know nobody's using using those anymore. And you know, I could literally, if I wanted to, you know, if I had the money for it, I could, you know, get a computer. And download my own editing software, my own producing software. I could make my own music and sell it. That's how easy it is nowadays. Before, before when you know, you know, before all of that, you actually had to, you know, you had to sign up with a record company, and you signed a contract with them, and you had, and you had to sign, you know, you you had to, you had to sell sell a certain amount of albums or records in a year. And, you know, you're part of a contract. Now, I understand, you know, they, they, there still are, you know, studios nowadays and, you know, recording, you know, re, you know, record companies nowadays, you know, vinyl. 
Vinyl's making a big comeback. And, um, but, you know, Metallica has been the really the only one that has stood up for what is right. And, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you know, Lars, he got a lot of, lot of shit from it. And it was just one of those that, you know, they, you know, they, they were probably afraid, you know, he was probably afraid to do it. I also remember watching a video of D. Snyder um, going up against the Supreme Court, and because people people were, people were saying that his uh, Twisted Sister music was evil and it was you know satanic music and all that, and you know you know rock and roll and heavy metal has always been a big target. Because people see it as it's angry, it's mean, it's evil, and it's 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 not. You know, the only you know the, the only ones that that make it seem like that are the ones that actually do sing about Satan and and devil music and all that. You know, I you know I, I I'm not into those kind of bands. You know, I mean, I understand it's you know heavy metal and rock and roll and and you're gonna hear that kind of stuff and. But I mean, I'm not into sat satanic metal, you know. That's just not me. And um, you know, Metallica—they're—they're they're very clean about what they do. They're very professional about their music. They, you know, they—they they know what the world wants. But at the same time, they—they they know how to keep it clean. They don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. They have you know, you know, cuss words and all that. And you know, there were a couple songs like. Uh, the God that failed, and uh, you know, just you know, you know, you know, a few songs like that one. But I mean, it's it's telling a story. You know, it's not just you know, hail Satan. It's you know, you know, James is telling a story about his mother and about how you know about his religion when he grew up and. Um, my uh, my next episodes, yeah, like I said, uh, my next episode I'll make. It's going to be about you know I'm going to give out the full back the back history of Metallica, and then um, after that I want to do each band member. Um, you know, not just you know not just the ones now. You know, I want to talk about Ron. I want to talk about uh, Dave Mustaine, uh, Cliff, uh, Jason. You know, all. Everyone who's been a member of Metallica, I'm going to do an episode on each of them and just kind of give a history about them. And, you know, Metallica, you know, they each of them blend in really well. And, you know, you know, they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're a family. And that's also one thing about Metallica. You know, even though they go on these big, epic, long tours, they still make time for their family and their kids. And, you know, they've they've gotten it to where they can, you know, I mean, James Hetfield just, you know, James just had his birthday uh, about two, three weeks ago. And, you know, he's he has that grandpa look. But I mean, you know, you know, I just, you know, I, I know that, you know, they, you know, the, a lot of people say that they, they just need to retire and, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, they, they love it. They love making music. And, you know, you know, when I heard the, um, 
Blackened 2020, it was, you know, it was different. You know, hearing Blackened 2020 and then hearing um, All Within My Hands, um, y- you know, here, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's still kick ass. You know, it's just, just seeing them, you know, it, at their own homes, they still, you know, they still manage to remix an entire song that's supposed to be head banging and loud and fast. You know, they, they tuned it down. And it's very soft, and it's very, it's very, it's it's just amazing what they did, and you know, you know, I feel like with the next album, see, see, I thought that you know, see, I don't think it's just gonna be SNM two coming out. I feel like they're working on a brand new album, and you know, maybe they're hinting at maybe making it making an a, a acoustic album you know you know a lot of bands do it you know they go from rock you know they heavy metal rock and roll and then you know they'll do an, an acoustic and um so so that's all i'm going to talk about right now um um i'm back at it again and um saturdays and sundays i will try to make new episodes uh, I will be starting back up work again, like I said, or, or I, I am a school bus driver, so uh, school will be starting soon, but I will have the weekends, hopefully, to make uh, new new shows, new new albums, uh, new albums, new episodes, and um, so yeah, so my name is Caleb Stoughton, and rock on.